I'm excited to talk with you today from God's Word, and as we study it together and as we examine it, I want to talk about to this week some, some habits that we can begin to develop that can help us be strong believers in Christ. Uh, you know, they say that to, to have a habit, you have to do something on a continual basis. And if you do it on a continual basis, it become, becomes a habit. Like uh, we teach our kids to brush their teeth, and if, if we get them to do it on a regular basis, it becomes a habit. And so it's important to have spiritual habits that help us develop into the kind of person God wants us to be. Now, the first one I wanted to talk about was the habit, develop the habit of praise. Uh, moving from daily difficulties, problems, discouragements, to praise, and learning to do that on a daily basis, not just now and then, but on a daily basis. And I think to do that, we have to understand that praise, really praising God is more than a glib thank you uttered quickly before a meal. That's important and that's good. But true praise is the personal conviction that comes to us as a believer that that God is who really matters and, and that we want to express to him our gratitude for who he is and what he's done. And we really praise God. It's because we have made a pilgrimage to him across the barren wastelands, usually of our discouragement, our despondencies, to find that he's really all that we need, that he's enough. And if we can begin to discover that he is enough, that he can satisfy us, that he can meet our needs, then that's what makes the difference. God's blessings are wonderful. God's gifts are good. But God himself is infinitely better. If I never asked for anything and had him, then it would be enough. Now, it's, it's easy to say that. It's not always hard to believe that. And to praise is to help us to do that. Praise really acknowledges how great God is. And, and it describes to us again in our own words how much we appreciate him. And it tells him that. Habakkuk, the prophet in the Old Testament, made that pilgrimage from doubt and despondency to such confidence in God that his book ends with shouts of praise. Now, we don't know much about Habakkuk. His name is mentioned only twice in the entire Bible and both times in his book that is included in the Old Testament. It's among what we call the minor prophets. Now, they're not minor because they're insignificant or because they're unimportant. They're minor because they're small in the message that we have left from them for us. But even though it's small, it's a, it's a dynamic message. It really is the message of the whole book. Uh, and he lived in a day of difficulty like ours. Uh, there was a lot of disorder and difficulty, sin, wickedness, false worship, and things were not going well in his country. His pilgrimage to praise begins in the pit of discouragement. Habakkuk is distressed, he's discouraged, he's disturbed, and he has a burden. He's distressed by several things. In chapter 1 of Habakkuk, he's complaining and he's murmuring against God. Now, this is always what we do in our old sinful nature when things are not going well, when things are difficult, when problems come, and that's life. I mean, much of life is things are not going well. Much of life is problems. Much of life is difficulties. And he could not understand why God didn't do something. In chapter 1, verse 3, he says, Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? 
In other words, he sees all these things that are wrong, all this evil around him, all the things that hurt him, and why doesn't God do something? Why doesn't God change it? God has the power. Why doesn't he do something? He complained about God's seeming indifference. He says in verse 4, Therefore the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked him in the righteous so that justice is perverted. It seems like the bad people get the best and the good people get the worst. And why don't you act to God? Why don't you do something? He complained about unanswered prayer. He said, how long before you answer our call for help? God's not answering. You're not doing anything. But God responds, and God tells Habakkuk what he's doing. In verses 5 through 11, he tells Habakkuk something that blows the prophet's mind. He says, I'm preparing the evil Chaldeans to come and bring judgment upon Judah. Now, Habakkuk was really distressed. How can a holy God use an unholy nation to chastise and discipline his people? Judah. Sure, Judah's not what they need to be. Sure, they're not right with God. But, man, these Chaldeans or Babylonians are far, far, far worse than they ever thought anything about being. Habakkuk could not reason this out. He couldn't figure this out. There, there, was, there, there has to be an expl- explanation. So he decides to go up to the watchtower, which is a tower in the city, and get alone with God. He was at least ready for God to speak, and he would listen to what God had to say in his heart. He would not complain or argue, but he would obey. Now, now that's where some of us aren't quite there yet. We need to get to that point where we're ready to hear God speak to us where we're ready to take God's message into account. We're ready to see what God wants to do. For example, what we need to do in our daily lives is, is, Lord, what are you doing through these difficulties? Do you have a purpose in these problems? Well, God is working in everything in our lives because he loves us, and he will bring good out of bad, and he will bring blessing out of difficulty if we trust in him. So, Notice also that this pilgrimage, which started in the pit of discouragement, continues in the purpose of God. Habakkuk began to see God's purpose in all of this. God must awaken his people from their sins. He must somehow get them out of their idolatry and false worship. And his pleadings of love have not made a difference. God has loved them. God has provided for them. God has done all these things. Now the only thing that's going to make a difference is the sword of judgment. So God will often use someone who is not living for him or some circumstances that's not of our choosing to help us deal with the things we need to deal with. It was in this time that God gave the prophet several precious truths. One was found in verse 4 of chapter 2 where he said, the righteous shall live by faith. Now, that is a verse that is found several times in the New Testament, in the book of Romans, and also it's used by Paul again in another one of his books. It was the verse that made the difference for Martin Luther, the Catholic priest who who became a true believer in Christ and then changed his world by calling people to put their faith and trust in Christ and not the church. And as he did so, uh, as he made that commitment, 
it made a difference. And this is what God is showing, is showing Habakkuk, trust me. And we're going to pick that up tomorrow, but just realize that God wants to teach us to every day praise him, to praise him in the problems, to praise him in the difficulties, and trust him to work. God bless you. Have a great day.